0: Hi, welcome to Haven. This is a podcast that's a safe space for curiosity and conversation. And before I even tell you the intro of this, I have to warn you, this episode is unhinged. It has no flow. It is mainly just my sister and I going on bunny trails of our memories and all over the place. So please prepare yourself. If you're not in the headspace for that, come return but i do think it's entertaining but my producer literally said you should refilm the intro and tell everyone this was kind of chaotic before you go into it i had a really nice intro that was planned for this and he was like no we got to warn the people that being said today i'm curious about navigating sister dynamics navigating sister dynamics. This topic wasn't in my queue. It wasn't even in my ideas. I was thinking maybe I'll do a sibling dynamic with my brother and sister. But if you listen to my most recent podcast episode about hidden vices and blind spots, I got roasted for something I said about my sister, both by the guest and by my sister. So I thought, let's unpack this today. So welcome back, my sister Clancy. Speak. (laughs) (laughs) it's an audio (laughs) podcast you can't just wave let's try that again welcome clancy hi okay she's more shy than i am so nervous um but i'd like to i still haven't we're filming this before i've even heard like the final cut of what the episode is going to be but as i recall it emily was like remember when we were driving and you were like i'm annoyed with my sister because she got uggs and Emily was asking me more, and she was like, well, what about them? And I was like, oh, the brown short ones. And she goes, the most unoriginal Uggs ever? And I was like, um, yes, Emily. I'm annoyed that she matched me. And she was like, it's definitely a you problem. But, I mean, welcome to Sister Dynamics. A hundred percent. Like, unspoken rules, sibling rivalry. The amount of things that I have that you also have that you will <laughs> never see because I hide them – and I will not be posting photos in them because I'm just like I don't want my sister to know I have these. It's pants. so messed up. It's clearly my problem, and it's like oh, I got to deal with. Them. I would love to match, <laughs> match would, all day, please, all day, every day. I know you would love to. Like I want the letters on our shirts. <laughs> I want all of it. I'd have the same hair as you if I could. You're brown now. She used to have blonde hair. That's That's what I mean by blonde that? Hair. No. Well, I think the reason for that is it kind of goes into the greater thing of we were born 13 months apart. Like, very, very close. I think I would have been a better older sister with a couple years in between us. Because part of me is like, why wasn't I that awesome older sister who was like, of course, match me. Come do everything I was doing. I feel like we were so close in age. I was just like, to you and Tucker, my older brother, like, give me space. Let me figure out my life. And I'm bummed because I'm like, oh, it could have been better growing. It's great now. It could have been better growing up. Yeah, it could have. But I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) thank you for your graciousness clancy um i'd like to talk first about um some unspoken and spoken sister roles. oh yes yes well i went on a girl's trip with a lot of Um, girlfriends a couple weekends ago and some of them had sisters and some of them don't and it was a really great discussion of some people being like I don't really understand the sister thing I never had one I would love one and then someone else being like oh my sister and I like we're so close like she's my first call like it was all over and I was like my sister and I are like really really close but I also distinctively remember telling Erin early in in marriage like you will never make me as mad as my sister could make me no I've never punched JJ in the spine (laughs) i punched punch you in the spine. <laughs> uh, can we... I want to give context to that one. One, I deserved it. Two... because I was walking behind you. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going <laughs> to punch her. That and then the, I ran off. That was the funniest part is Clancy would take things in. She was like totally cool with being bossed around and everything and like just like very peacemakery. but then she would die on a molehill and we would be like oh it's Clancy's molehill like she doesn't want to give me the straw for my cup like it never made sense no it was oh it never made sense the thing she wanted to die on but Mm-mm. one time I know for a fact I deserved it even though I can't remember the scenario I was bending over the stairs I think I was like 12 <laughs> and then I feel this smack on my spine <laughs> Clancy was just choosing to get... That's the only time I've ever hit you, and it really stuck. Oh, no. Remember that one time we were in the pews, and that one person said, what a violent child. (laughs) Wait, but who hit who, then? I think you hit me. I was instigating over and over and over, and you finally did it. And then the nanny at the time was not qualified to handle this. No. These four nannies. Can you imagine nannying three very very strong-willed mm-hmm. children except for me I just hid. <laughs> Besides that, that are one year apart. No. No, Maggie was the best one. Maggie was Maggie the Murphy. She's since married, but in my head she's always Maggie Murphy. She's Miss Maggie to me. You're uh, very disrespectful. <laughs> well, I ended up working with her later as adults. Oh, okay. No, so still we still kind Miss Maggie. of met peers. But no, Maggie really handled it best. But why did I start talking about this? Sorry. Um sister rules.
1: Sister, Sister rules.
0: rules, because I was borrowing a dress from a friend and I kept getting compliments on it. And I was like, oh, thanks. It's Tess's. Thank you. Where'd you get? It? Oh, it's Tess's. And I was like, why do I do that? I was like, oh, it's because Clancy and I had the rule of if you're wearing something of mine and it gets a compliment, you've got to redirect the compliment. 100%. You Copyright need Haven Cobble. Copyright Haven Cobble. That was my maiden name for sure. Or one time, it's a lot of it is clothing, is one time I remember I asked if you had borrowed a dress and you were like, no, I don't have it. And I was like, you're not allowed to wear it. Then one time I saw you, we were at like different campuses of a place. I saw a satellite feed of you walking (gasps) across in my dress. No, I can't remember the last time I felt that angry. (laughs) I I mean, if it was on a campus feed, I was like an adult at that point. There's no way we were children. No, I think we were (laughs) early 20s. That's that's an adult. That's what I'm saying. No, we weren't children. (laughs) But there's something about a sister where also... Mm. Like, no one can make me as mad, but if anyone ever says anything bad about you, they're I mean, R.I.P., I'm now their murderer. All you internet people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> PSA to Clancy, because I recently got trolled online. Yeah, I'm very nervous to be here. Please don't troll me. But wait, I thought you were just advocating for me. Cause you don't want her coming after you. No. Not because of me. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let me actually look at our notes. What did we ta- say we were gonna talk about on here? Oh, it just but says we never Clancy shares to... her viewpoint on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so, my viewpoint. Hit me with it. I didn't think. Oh, you're not really ready for it? <laughs> no, I'm ready. I just need prompting. Okay. Um, What's your viewpoint on this? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. The, what I'd like for this episode, besides just us having a good time together, I which guess. we could do without having to film and put for the internet. Is people who have a sister. I feel like mm-hmm. they're going to watch this and be like, oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Very much tracking. But also people who don't have a sister. Like, what is that like? It's really hard to explain like the deep love, but also the deep kind of like. Hey, sure. Ch- okay. Deep childhood like issues that seem to bubble up where it's like, oh my gosh, how am I feeling like an eight year old right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I golly. You're right. Tell me where you're going with it. (laughs) (laughs) Only reason I remember that is because, gosh, after we got married, there were a couple of family trips, I think, that we went on. And I remember JJ pulling me aside at one point in time and was like, I'm here for this. But like, this is like seven-year-old Clancy. I don't know what this family dynamic is right now. with you. I think, oh, my God, I remember what it was. What was it? I had read the first book of Game of Thrones. Okay. And you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Had watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. I remember this. And there was some peacocking yes. of who knows Game of Thrones better, the person who read one book or the person who watched the show. And you were relentless. Relentless on being the Game of Thrones gal. You were so stupid. And I sobbed. This was like 4 years ago. I was in a I was a- And married. I'm saying that being like recently like, like why? Yeah. Very recently. Who am I? I was married. I was hap- like happy career. I had the things that were mm-hmm, great. Like mm-hmm. there was no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I needed to be mm-hmm. cool Game of Thrones guy. Yeah. And I think I mispronounced one of the names. And that was all that. That was it. Kiss of death. Kiss of death. You sniper rifle. It's over done there. there. Oh, well, let's not weaponize what I've shared in other podcasts <laughs> against me. Oh, wait. Yes. That's how I fight. Yes. <laughs> Igloo sniper. I am the snowman that melts. Yeah. 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 Cute with the top hat. Cute <laughs> top hat. Now a quick pause to hear from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by AfficianAid. EfficientAid offers fractional virtual assistants whose sole purpose is to help people who are making a difference. Are you bogged down in your email and still managing your own calendar? Delegating those tasks to a high-caliber career assistant can free you up to utilize your time towards the areas of your best and highest use allowing you to focus on the areas you truly thrive in. Learn more at efficientaid.com. That's efficient, A-I-D-E, dot com. Okay, back to the episode. I think it's also why sometimes family trips should end after four or five days. Oh, my word. They should. And everyone should have separate rooms. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... And the day shouldn't be planned from start to finish. No, because I love family trips. And the first two days, I'm always like, look at us adults. This is so much fun. This <laughs> is exactly what I wish it to be. Us. Look at us. Like, we're not children anymore. And then, like, the third day, it's like, oh, inkling. Mm-hmm. Hmm, something's not right. And then mm-hmm. day four, it's like, we should get out of here. Yeah. And it's always day five that we actually get out of there. It's mm-hmm. always one day too long. Yeah. It also is, though, like... You can make me mad and we can fight, but like if you needed me, I'll drop everything and Mm -hmm. literally leave anyone to come be by your side, whether Mm -hmm. it's big or small. So I think that's also what's hard for someone on the outside to understand. It's like it's so protective in there and you can fight because it's the deep, deep love, the deep, deep foundation of care that you always return to, Mm -hmm. which is kind of hard to explain. It's like one of the only... Real relationships that you're kind of stuck in, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, and you a can't way. choose your family. You Can't, yeah, and you're just it's the only people that know about you super deeply. And even like with you, can know you can't choose your parents, but your parents didn't live, especially with us three. We were three years in in a row. Mm-hmm we knew what was happening culturally with us generationally with us because we shared that experience our parents didn't know mm-hmm. what that context was so you're the only person i know that has literally experienced maybe not the same experiences as me but you understand early childhood you understand yeah. moves you understand parenting dynamics like you're probably the cl- the person that knows quote knows me the best because you Lived it totally, and so much of it was shared, like even into college. Like, we ended Mm -hmm. up going to the same college Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we liked carpool together, love that. And we would schedule our classes so we were only going to school like Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mm -hmm. so we could carpool. One of us just had to say the word, and we were ditching class for Chick fil A 100%. And it was a really enjoyable college time, too. It was, we milked it as long as we could, you know. What? And I'm glad you went first because. I just took all your tips mm-hmm. and ran with it. Like rent the textbook. You get it for 30 days. Oh, never mm-hmm. buy. make a copy of all the pages within 30 days. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. return it within 20 days, you did not even have to pay for the rent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned that like a year too late, but I did learn it. Exactly. You can take five in-person classes and two online and you get seven classes. Mm-hmm. Double up, graduate early. Double up, graduate really early.
1: And Sociology
0: doesn't require language. a communication language. Well, I don't know oh, what said. kind of like, other language. <laughs> clearly, it would be. couldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I couldn't be a communications major. There you go. Really sucked at foreign languages. Yeah. Even though I took four years of Latin, you would think that baseline would be enough from high school, and it wasn't. Because was I tried to teach you Latin like seventh grade. I don't know what was going on in seventh grade. Was it? I thought we would it was seventh, it in high school. Eighth, ninth, tenth. Hmm. And then Spanish for the last two. Oh, I never did that. I only did four years of Latin. The whole time oh, I took two years of Spanish, and I still don't know how to say anything. Your wait, your husband speaks Spanish fluently. Okay, do you know all the things that Aaron knows? Does it just like absorb into your brain? No, but you you think you know a little bit. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> Back to college. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one time? Oh, I well, there, first of all, there's a lot of times, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 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 You go, me go, who goes? You go, and then I want to cut it in case I run for president. Love this. Okay. Well, the person who sat next to me in one of my classes, I believe, is running for president. I Thursday. love that guy. What's what he doing these name? days? Something the fifth. Something, something B. Johnson the fifth. And he went by that from freshman year of college. Yes. He had a photo of him with the American flag pin in his college email. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he cheated off me. And I remember saying, I'm going to write a book one day saying, called, the President Cheated Off My Homework, <laughs> which is not actually a great title. <laughs> no. I'd be curious if he really was, became president. Oh, he ended up being on Fox News. We're going to have to Google him after this episode, but continue. What are you supposed to Google? Something Johnson the fifth. Surely that's enough of yeah. naming the college we went to. Yeah. It's good not to naming it here, because I don't want you guys to Google him, because we don't know what this guy's doing. We don't. Anyways, okay. Back on track. College. Like we said, went to college together. Drove together, took a lot of the same classes. Which, you know what? I'm we not allowed about- to have the same shoes as you, but I can have the same major in all of your classes, and that was no problem. Did or you? have have yeah. that? Um, minimally. Oh. I want to talk about after you finish this story, our fashion story. Remember our fashion class? <sighs> Hilaire. Okay, okay, go into that one. Go this first one. Yes. Okay, so uh, I took um, an advertising class that you had taken the semester before. Funny enough, I work in advertising now, but it was the one I paid the least amount of attention to, but the only one that took attendance. So I was sitting there the whole time for sure. I remember from this class that a billboard should have no more than seven words. Interesting. Yeah. That's my one takeaway from that class. And every time I see a billboard with more than seven words, I'm like, you're failing. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Except for digital out of home, which whole new ballpark. It wasn't at the time. Continue. Okay. Advertising class. Okay, so they didn't, like, I don't think they had tests. Like, it was one of those ones where you had two big projects. And if you did well on the projects, you passed the class. And if you didn't, you didn't. And I, I was taking seven classes at the time per Haven's schedule. <laughs> and that's a lot of classes it's like to 21 juggle. hours. It's 21 mm-hmm. hours. Uh, a lot of classes to juggle. I wrote the due date down incorrectly of this project that I was supposed to be working on for half the semester, which was cutting out... Advertisements or printing out advertisements and doing like a journal about what you thought about it, what they could do better, and you had to have a whole binder that you were supposed to be working on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. Sitting in class, and he says, "Okay, everyone, we're actually gonna end class early today because I'm just gonna have everyone turn in your assignments and I'm gonna start grading them early so we can all leave. So everyone will start at front, uh, the row number one." We'll get up, you'll turn your assignments in, and then you'll leave. I freaked out. I was probably 10, 12 rows back, and I immediately texted Haven, which is you, and I <laughs> immediately texted you yes. and said, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't even know what I asked, but you were across the campus, yes, very far away, and I remember you just being like, I'm on it, stall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone in this class was involved in stalling. Everyone, I like, whispered it everyone down the row. was complicit. Everybody was complicit. You know what? If you run for president, everybody in that class is going down with they you. You should known better. Everyone. I remember like whispering down the line, be like, can you stall? Everybody stall. So somebody raised their hand and was like, I'd love to read an excerpt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, uh-huh. go with that. Mm-hmm. So I texted. I was like, OK, you got some time. You ran to wherever the printers existed. Computer Love this. Printed out your assignment because it was the same assignment from the semester before printed out your assignment got it like bound put together I don't know how you did it so quickly because there were a lot of things to print so out. so many and you were like texting and updating the whole time and someone would read their excerpt and he'd be like okay everyone else and then <laughs> someone else would be like I really feel passionate about this ad may I please <laughs> and I was like go down to the front stalk so they walk really slowly down the front anyways reading everyone's like where's your sister where is she She, how close is she and I'm booking it sprinting like running so fast it was in Texas it was so hot I had all of my like textbooks and bags like on me I'm like (laughs) (laughs) loving it was not really prepared to like be running that day no and then finally they're getting closer and closer and hey Haven you're like I don't want to keep saying your name Haven (laughs) exclamation point (laughs) Haven podcast is outside and texting like okay I'm I'm out. Mm-hmm. Come, come out. Came back in right when my row was called up. And I went, there you go. Love mm-hmm. it. Got an A. You're welcome. Of course you did. Thank you. It was very good work. But that's what sisters do. We drop everything. That was half the podcast. <laughs> I think I left a class. half the podcast. I think I left a class to do that. But that <laughs> <laughs> sounds so accurate. It sounds very on brand. Yeah. We... Also, we're like, oh, we have electives. Let's take a fashion class together. It was my first class of college. <laughs> we thought it was going to be easy. And then we showed up. Fashion design 101 yeah, or something. something. And these girls were actual fashion majors. We like, were they like, were really into it. Like, they knew how to sew. And, like, they kept teaching us about haute couture. And we're like, <laughs> what? It's <laughs> like, haute couture. <laughs> haute couture. No, but... <laughs> That's what I remember them like talking about. I was like, what? And we had to actually learn about fashion. We found out after the fact that we had signed up early and they ended up closing it for anybody who wasn't a fashion major. Yeah. So we were the only ones. And they made a sketch. We had to have a did. sketchbook oh, and we God. had to show our sketches for fashion design. And I would just sit and watch TV <laughs> and just color my sketches of the outfit I was wearing. <laughs> Like I'm not gonna design old navy something kids. That's true. I did wear old navy kids in college. It mm-hmm. was a look. Flip flops, one dollar. Yes. Also, in that class, though, this is just perfect. In that class, um, you sat behind me, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I had to go up to the front of class to present this assignment. And I come back, and after okay, and I come back, and after class. You showed me a bunch of pictures of my hair from the back and the front, and you had spent the first half of the class tearing up small pieces of paper and sticking them in my hair, so I that I went up to the front of class with yeah. just paper shreds uh-huh. in my hair. And uh, really talked about this wonderful sweater that I sewed. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I said I think I have a picture of that of all the paper in my hair. Those such good memories. Classic sisters. Classic sisters. Classic. Um, where do we go from here, Clancy? You know, I was thinking about sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, why is it so special? And what did you land on? Well, okay, actually this is not what I was thinking. I was thinking about why it's so competitive. Mm-hmm. Like with Tucker, our brother, mm-hmm. there's not necessarily like a lot of competition. Like his success has zero impact on me besides mm-hmm. me being excited for him. Yeah. It was more growing up for me, but as an adult, not so much. Yeah. So sisterhood, though, I feel like there's a lot of competition. You can't have the same Uggs as me. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be a Circa Haven thing, but and It could be. But I think it's a normal thing for sisters. Like, yeah. you have to give me credit. Mm-hmm, you ha- mm-hmm. There's just this dynamic. And I was thinking, I think it's, par- I mean, not to blame culture, but I think it's pretty cultural about, like, when it comes to female success, it's finite. Hmm. So yeah. something that you have that's good, that means the amount that I can have has been reduced because it's a finite thing. Wow, Women in business is very similar, right? Like one seat at the table is you took up a seat at the table mm-hmm. and there's not that many seats left. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty similar with sisters, especially if you're so close in age. It's so interesting you asked that because when I opened it up for Q&As, I got so many questions, like more than any of the other topics, because it it resonates with people, and a lot of them were like talking about like what do you do when your sister is getting the things like that you want with jealousy? Like what if the mm-hmm. one of them is getting married first, or what if them is like closer to another parent and you want that? Or like when you say sisters, it is kind of naturally comparing in a way that I don't think it is when you're comparing a sister or brother. And I think it goes back to this, the only relationship where they have literally experienced your experiences. Mm -hmm. Tucker doesn't know what it's like to be a young girl Mm -hmm. or a female growing up or like he doesn't understand that dynamic, but you understand the parents that we grew up with, the time, the location, and what it was like to be a woman. Yeah. So it is, I mean, it's very much like shared experiences and- Gosh, I mean, siblings get compared all the time, Mm. just in general. I feel like for us, yes. Oh, I have a story about that, They compared. Okay. Well, it was one of the things that kind of touched into me where I remember, I don't remember this, actually. My mom told me about this, Mm -hmm. but I remember the feeling. Is she said that, like, um, one time she was brushing your hair, and she was talking about how beautiful your hair was. You were, like, a toddler, like, two or so, and I think Mm -hmm. I was three. And she said that she caught me looking in the mirror just kind of, like, pulling my brown straight hair just kind of like looking at it and she realized that you had these like golden locks that everyone would always comment on and she was like like you just naturally everyone would say how beautiful Mm. your hair was and I just had flat brown hair and so she then was telling me she was like but Haven you have the longest hair in the family like your hair is so long and like that became like an identity for me from her trying to make me feel better but like I held on to that too long where I remember I had the Barbie haircut thing and I like was like, oh yeah, I'm going to cut. And so I like cut my hair. I cut the Barbie's hair. I'm sure everyone has that story. But when they were going to cut my hair, I was like, but mom, I have the longest hair in the family. So you know what they did? <laughs> they gave you a pixie cut. They gave me a one inch haircut. <laughs> But you rocked it, and it was adorable. You looked yeah, it was, like Tinkerbell. That was delightful. But it was to accommodate my problems. So even as an adult, I had this weird thing where I was like, I have the longest hair in the family until I was like 18. <laughs> and then I was like, you got to let that go, girl. It's not a thing. No, but That's I think so sometimes it is that where, especially if someone's even like getting more and more like verbal approval, then they'll be like, but you have, you know, and it invertedly does compare. Yeah. It, it includes comparisons. It does. Like I remember – growing up obviously you're very beautiful it was the Mm -hmm. like well she's a classic beauty and you're a I think quirky oh come on I know it was whoever chose the word was not great no but that ended up really like sticking with me and becoming I remember going growing up and being like okay well Haven's the classic beauty with Mm -hmm. like the you know very like I keep saying classic, that's the only word I know. Mm -hmm. Classic beauty and I would be, Mm. I would get nose rings and tattoos and do like really messy hair and like that's my version of pretty because it felt like if I tried to do yours, I wouldn't stack up so let me do my own version of it. But it's still comparing. But it's it's weird because these are kid responses, you know? Don't you look at your little kid and be like, oh sweetheart, (laughs) literally? Vulnerable. Mm -hmm literally, God, maybe a couple months ago, maybe, mm-hmm. I was crying in the living room mm-hmm. and I was like, JJ, Haven's just so pretty and she oh. knows how to take photos. So <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I know how to take photos. But you know what he had a really good response. Hmm. He was like, well, if both of you enter a room, she is the one that gets noticed. Sounds like it would hurt my feelings, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. because he was like, well, if you want to be like that, that's because she's confident. Mm-hmm. like you can walk into a room and you own the room and you're confident. Mm-hmm. And now that I say it out loud, it sounds like he was really mean, but it wasn't. It was actually really what I needed to hear at the time. The nuance is He loves you so deeply and he loves you exactly as you are. Yeah, he really does. Cause I'm trying to work on confidence, you know, mm-hmm. but even to this day, I'm 31 years old. Yeah, But it's quite like the sisters will bring up the most vulnerable stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I remember even thinking like, oh my gosh, like so awesome. And then I go back into family dynamic and I'm like, not awesome. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. nope, lots of things to work on. But I actually think that's the beauty of it though, is like the beauty that siblings bring is like, one, it is learning how to like have conflict with one another. It is learning how to like adjust when you have completely conflicting things or like, having someone's back with, Mm -hmm. you know, complete certainty, complete loyalty Mm -hmm. that like, I just don't know if you get it outside of a blood relationship because no, you know, someone else, I remember even thinking about this before is because you and I are so different. I remember being like, would we be friends outside of sisters? And I don't know how close we would be, but you're exactly who I need. Oh, thank you. No, I mean it. Like you're exactly the person I need in my life, even though I'm like, oh, would we align? Do we have a lot of the same interests? No, but like, that's what makes you so, so, so special to me. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it is I do nice. think it's because friends, they can leave, mm-hmm. right? Like, we actually didn't talk for a couple of years. Yeah. We weren't close. We had a, a painful moment that we both needed to heal from. And I think we always knew we would find our way back, but we were like, but what does that mean? I, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, we saw each other at a couple of family events. Mm-hmm over a course of probably three years yeah maybe four something mm-hmm. like that if you were just a friend that we would never have gotten back together we wouldn't yeah. have for sure but put in the work because you're my sister like yeah. I don't want to go it was actually when we got engaged that that kind of initiated because I remember thinking we're not close at all right now so I if she was a friend I wouldn't ask her to be my maid of honor because mm-hmm. so she's my sister yeah I know we're going to get back together at some point in time. I don't want to look back and be like, I asked a rando. Mm-hmm. And so I remember asking him and being like, uh, I know we haven't talked in a while, but. Yeah. Do you want to go wedding dress shopping? And then once you had Isley, that was sealed the deal. It was like the bridge. Mm-hmm. I do think that in the, the longstanding longevity, mm-hmm. I feel like even that seems like a sister thing. Like I remember mm-hmm. grandmother told me about her sister dynamics, like people I know that had it. They're like, yeah, it happens. Like, it's just important to always find your way back. Mm -hmm. But you can't discount, like, oh, that time apart is painful and it's hard. Oh my God, the journal entries. We're going to love it. (laughs) We're going to love it one day. Oh, this is a little off topic. This entire podcast is off topic. (laughs) So I can go there. (laughs) We were looking up my mom saved memory boxes from all of us kids and we were looking at them like months ago and we found Clancy's junior high journals in high school. In high school. When I tell you, the depth of emotion. The sorrow. The sorrow. How did I have so much sorrow? The despair. It was so... Clancy was such a quiet middle schooler and high schooler, but everything poured into these journals. Yeah. We had the best time reading them. It was so amazing. And I started journaling again recently. Good for you. Sorrow's still there. Every night <laughs> I would go to bed and Clancy was on her bed journaling. Mm-hmm. She just wrote a lot. So much. Yeah, And it was so cute because it always, always started with... Dear God. Because I felt really weird just journaling to the air. Yeah. So they were always like framed as little letters to God. And I'd say goodnight at the end. It was so it was tender. so sweet. Yeah. And just, I don't know how a little homeschooled girl in sheltered Texas just had so much deep sorrow. Enneagram <laughs> fours, man. It's just so deep. So deep. So much emotion. You want to mm-hmm. go into questions? I do. Okay. Unless something else comes to mind and then I'll say that. Oh, we'll just go on many tangents, I believe. I know. You're paying everyone, right? I am You're paying okay. everyone to be here. That is correct. <laughs> so it's on my dime. Okay. okay. Finding common ground while having different personalities and interests. Hmm. What's your take? Um, I don't know, I just like you. I, I don't know, I just like you. hmm Yeah, that's great. But like we don't we I don't know, like we don't like Talk about movies and stuff. I don't know. This is a terrible answer. But I genuinely just like your personality. It's not like Mm -hmm. your interests are. Mm -hmm. What do we do together? Hmm. Send memes back and forth. Talk about the food places we want to go to. Sometimes we get our nails done. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. We're terrible friends. No. no. We're great friends. I think we're just too comfortable with each other to really even have what thought about do this question. We do? I think it's great, though, because you give me insight. I don't care about golf. I care about it because you do. That's true. You don't have kids. You know a lot about parenting. Oh, my gosh. I know so much about parenting. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people now that has opinions about other people's parenting. Well, how did I turn into that person? I keep it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I see it and I think, hmm. Totally. And now mm. I look at golf outfits and I go, that's a cute one. That's a cute one. Clancy would love it. Yes. um, Yeah. No, I don't think we have similar interests, but I feel like that does bring a really refreshing perspective mm-hmm. to things because the way you approach the world is different than me. So yeah. if I'm having trouble, it's like going to like an echo chamber. Like mm. I don't want to go to people who have the same opinion as me. I don't have to take your opinion. Mm. Sometimes I should. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But it's nice that we're so different. I don't want to a yes man no I think the common ground is just have something in your corner you know I feel like I could FaceTime you in a moment and you'd be there you know what it also kind of helps is Aaron is so similar to me yeah very similar and JJ's very similar to you hmm we no. marry each other interesting mm-hmm. we should do a podcast about that hmm, hmm. call back we next question it. is <laughs> actually it's not a question someone said I always said having a sister is overrated <laughs> It's just, what is that someone put that in the q a and i thought it was oh funny my so i added it on here that's funny that is funny. i think it's underrated i do i think this person's sisterless <laughs> I Took I <it> <laughs> <laughs> um okay jealousy between sisters i.e younger getting married first that kind of thing mm. it's hard to like put aside that stuff and just celebrate someone It's hard to do that with anybody. Totally. I find it easier to celebrate something that you have that I might want than a friend. I don't know why. Yeah. I think about it when I think about, like, I think the jealousy comes from someone getting it first. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're mad that they got it if you already have it. Yeah. So I have to think of, if I got this first, how would I feel about Clancy doing it? I'd be thrilled. Or like, in the grand scheme of things, of course I want this for her. Sometimes I think jealousy is like, well, who beat it? be to it you know and it's yeah. hard to still have that unmet longing or it's even for something that maybe you don't care about but you just want to be the one that has that did it um, or got it or whatever I see that in my toddlers like my daughter could be not near a toy and then my son goes to grab it and she's like what no that's my favorite toy <laughs> I dreamed yeah. about it yeah exactly and I was like you weren't even looking at it how do we deal with jealousy I honestly for better or for worse I feel like we've just really created our own path. Maybe too, like I don't even maybe my personality is my personality or maybe it's partly just the opposite of your personality. Inter- okay. This is a really good question is I'm sensitive and my sister is not. How can I communicate feeling unsupported by her? Better yet, how can my sister relationship teach me and how to exist in other girl relationships? Interesting. Where do you think we fall in that category? I'm very sensitive. And I'm very not. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, and you have hurt my feelings a lot. Yes. You didn't talk to me for three years, and that hurt my feelings. I was well, very sensitive about that. Yes. I'm not going to negate that. <laughs> I, have th- I have thoughts about how I that came to that. It was, I am curious about th- thoughts on how that came to that. I don't know if i want to do on a podcast. Interesting. Talked- I'd say the deepest is I deeply, 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 deeply cared about you and seeing you um, failing and drowning with... Outside circumstances that I couldn't save you from was painful. Yes. And I couldn't save you, and I knew I couldn't save you. And so being around it made it harder for me. Yes, you're right. You were worried that I would not, what do they call it now, to beat the algorithm on a live? Mm-hmm. That's what i was And saying. it was too scary. Too, that makes sense. Thank that you makes of that sense. outcome. That makes sense. Anyways, but I am very sensitive. So much sorrow. So many journals. Yeah. And you're not, but I honestly. I feel like that has helped me because it's, I don't know, like showed me someone who I know loves me very, very, very deeply and be okay with getting my feelings hurt. I used to say like my feelings are like my feet are really big. It's Mm. not really your fault if you step on my toes. My feet are really big. Mm. But if you stomp on my foot, okay, that's like a thing. But I don't know. It helped me. Get a little bit more thick skin, I guess. I like that visual. And I think for as the person who would be in the scenario of the I'm sensitive, my sister is not. I think it's like, okay, knowing that about Clancy, like I'm going to be cognizant of that. And I'm going to be thoughtful of that, of me flippantly saying something is going to pierce more. Mm -hmm. And I need to know that the power, the impact of my words Mm -hmm. It's not saying like don't be myself But I have to know how things are going to impact and I have to own that as my responsibility I agree with that, but I also think it's like you do a good job. I would say of acknowledging Mm -hmm. Like you're just very good. I remember one time we I don't remember what we did but at the end you pulled me aside and you were like So I know you're gonna overthink that all the way home and you're probably gonna think about it for 10 years and probably think xyz I'm just going to preemptively tell you I enjoyed my time with you. This was this. This was that. So I feel like as long as I don't know, I feel like a lot of times for better or for worse, people cater to the more sensitive one. Hmm. It's like the most sensitive common denominator, I would say they they reduce their, I don't know, vibrato or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. to cater to this. And as a sensitive person, I appreciate that, but at the same time, like you can call me up. Mm. Like, that's accountability. It's someone calling you to be your best self. It's someone saying, hey, I love you. The fact that you're getting your feelings hurt at this. Maybe help me understand why. Mm. Is that about me? Or is that about something else? Did I just prick on something a little bit? And it's like a safe space. So I don't necessarily always want someone who's maybe not as sensitive to cater to my feelings. Mm. My feelings aren't always right. Wow. And if I just listen to them and like, wow, my feelings are real. Mm -hmm. Very real. Very real experience. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they're right. That's such a great take. I love hearing that. I've never heard you say that before. Thank you. I I really like it. A lot of therapy. A lot of therapy. What if we ended by saying our favorite thing about each other? I love that idea. I know. I thought it was so good. It's just so good. My favorite thing about Clancy, Elizabeth Mm Cobble-Arantes. Elizabeth with a Z. Don't rub it in. She legally had it changed because it was. No, I didn't. Oh, it was supposed to be Elizabeth with an S because mom's name is Lisa and all the kids got. Wow. Oh, Elizabeth. I get it this now. This is a timely podcast because all of the kids got a name that had some other person's name in their middle name. Mm-hmm. Tucker mm-hmm. Stevenson. Dad's My dad's Steven. name is Steve. How awesome is that? Stevenson. Your dad's Steven. name is Stevenson. Stevenson. Well, Steven son. And Tucker needs a son named Tuckerson. Oh, that'd be so cute. Yours is Haven, Catherine Hill. Someone's name is Catherine. Oh, wow. Both grand ladies, grandparents. Um, Catherine was on my dad's side. Hill was on my mom's. They wanted to name me Haven Hill, but it sounds like a funeral home. Yeah. So they threw in the other grandparent name into that. Now you're Haven, Catherine Hill, cobble Weeds. Legally, no. In my heart, yes. In my heart, yes. And so mine was supposed mm-hmm. to be Clancy Elizabeth with an S. My mom's name is Lisa. Catchy. Clancy Elizabeth some dum-dum at Cedar sinai spelled it wrong, Mm -mm. and I've been trying to change for 31 years. I tried to change the spelling secretly on my wedding marriage license, Mm. and then J.J. just tried to remove his. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want it. He just wanted to be J. They wouldn't let me. It's unfortunate. So, yes, it's Elizabeth with a Z. Thank you for reminding me. I appreciate that. I got mixed up, so I otherwise wouldn't have brought it up, but now it makes sense. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing about Clancy is her memory. (laughs) It's going to sound like a joke, but I'm actually serious. Mm-hmm. Clancy can remember what she was wearing when she was seven years old and what the sky was like and what I was wearing and what I was feeling at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. You're like so helpful to go into that. But it's paired with I've um, heard that people with great memories, it's because they're deep feelers, because memories are mm-hmm. um, saved in the same part of the brain is emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's your memory as the joke part, but it's your, actually your emotions. I feel like deep feelers are really, really brave that like going through like big emotions and not being afraid of them and not pushing them away and not numbing them and not like um, retreating from them, but advancing into them takes a lot of courage. And I know that anything I want to share, whether it's the best news, you're the best person to call. If it's the worst news, you're the best person to call and that you'll come and be with me and deeply be, with me and i know that i have like an ally for life in you and i think that's a really 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 great gift i love that mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. you do have a good memory uh i remember i'll forget what you said five minutes after you said it but if there was any sort of emotional trauma involved it stuck for a life or emotional excitement very high highs or very low lows even little t trauma as we read in your journals in middle school Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, much little tea trauma. so much little tea trauma going on but also so many sweet things i wrote about my first kiss i <laughs> ran inside and woke my parents up to tell them <laughs> who sweet. does that you know his wife listens to this podcast oh he was a great first boyfriend oh we just, just do a podcast about first boyfriend like you had a good i'm so grateful for jj's first girlfriend he yes they just it was so just tender i appreciate that that's mm-hmm. a big thing aaron's first girlfriend ended up being a lesbian Mm. We're grateful for her too. We are. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about me? me? No, with a name of your fir- wait. No, different one. Oh, yeah, that wasn't his first. Interesting. We're not going to call her out here. What's your favorite thing about me? Can I read what I wrote? Yeah, or- that's a good one. Okay, this is Haven. No exclamation point. Just Haven. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. entrepreneurial coach sends us these monthly type questions a few days prior to us speaking to her, and I just loved this one. I answered for myself, but never thought about that before or asked someone before, what would you, your answer for me be? And I can answer it for you both too. If you, where's the question, (laughs) Hayden? I liked context as again, I over analyze and think there was a screenshot. Okay. So you said, what would you say for me? The question was when you leave a room, what do most people miss about you? What about you? When Haven leaves a room, what do people miss most about Haven? I didn't write it in third person. She's reading it in third person. I was explaining to the audience. (laughs) Tucker said, oh, that's a great question. Then I'm pretty sure he immediately texted me and was like, is this a setup? We don't know. (laughs) Because what did I also, before I said, oh, I asked you guys about blind spots and you refused to answer. And Tucker was like, sometimes you send voice memos and I prefer texts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a cop out. I'm pretty sure I said that you watch trashy TV. Which was actually my answer for myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See? Sisters, 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 <laughs> sisters. It's <Sisters. laughs> <laughs> oh. a white Christmas. Is that weird? Mm-hmm. I thought it was SNL. S&O. <laughs> hmm. No, they parodied it. Mm. It's a real song. Okay. I said, <laughs> Tucker's was so short. Mine was scrollable. Two scrolls. <laughs> 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 I would say overall. Even just outside of the feeling that people have when you leave, the weight of the room seems to be changed when you leave a room. Like you take up so much space energetically that when you leave, there seems to be a lack of something or a hole left in that space. Additionally, (laughs) duh, additionally, (laughs) overjeeber, you bring such a strong and anchored confidence to the room. It sort of helps settle any sort of uncertainty that any individual may have. So when you leave, that's definitely noticed. Like if people are anxious in social settings or nervous or shy, having you in the room who can lead the conversation and really steer the temperature of the room, it takes the pressure off of other people and they relax and open up a little bit more because there's not that weight of feeling like they need to manage the room. And then, of course, self-conscious. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but there's a lot missing. Oh, see. Thank you. It means a lot that you see me that way. It's true. You really do. That's, the dynamic changes. When you leave, it does feel like there's something missing. No way. Yeah. Hmm. If you took a poll, people would probably say yes. Maybe you shouldn't go golfing without me then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's why I'm so bad at golfing. <laughs> My sister's not there. No, but it's true. I'll, aside from that, I will say it is there is something so... You know, there's something interesting about being in a room with someone who takes up a lot of space because they could either take up space in a way that feels like too much and makes you uncomfortable because they're aggressively taking up space or someone that comes in and is like, I'll I'll carry the weight for you, wallflower. I'll carry the weight for you so you can come out off the wall Hmm. and play around a little. I love that. I love you, sister. Oh, wow, it's really overgrown nails. Hey, I know one of them broke too. That's why I do nude because then you can't see when they grow out. Every time I see you, they basically become French tips. You really like like go into the distance. Two and one. That's amazing. Frugal, frugal, frugal. It's true. Off brand, frugal. Off brand. Excuse me. These are not off brand. Hmm. They are Kat Valenzuela, the best manicure oh. artist. In the valley. No, no, I I don't want to devalue cat. I was talking more about like your non-Stanley, your non-Uggs. Mm, my tugs. Also my walks. Walmart Crocs. <laughs> I got walks. I got tugs. Tugs and walks. I got whatever the Amazon Stanley is. Amsley. Yeah, Amsley. A- yeah, Amsley. That sounds like something someone in the South would name their child. <laughs> this is Amsley. Someone who lives in a 5,000 square foot house and their child goes to a private school. This is Amsley. This is Amsley. Love it. Am- Anyways, this episode was pretty much unhinged, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I liked if you le- like even look at the notes of this. It literally just says Haven brings up a thought. Clancy talks about that thought. Like uh, yeah. we had no plan for where this was gonna go, and I think that showed. It so, did. Thank you for joining us. If you have a sister, I hope that you were just, like, co-signing everything. And then if you don't have a sister, maybe you got, like, a little glimmer insight into what it's like. Yes, Clancy? We're going to be in so many sisters' DMs. Because they send, like, Uh they send memes and clips and things Uh, about sisters. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You should say something, like, viral. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's just do it. Let's say something viral. So follow me on Instagram. And TikTok at Haven the podcast. Mm-hmm. YouTube is the same handle, and you can follow, subscribe, and then you'll automatically be notified when new videos come up. And you could watch this on video, which is way more entertaining than audio, especially because they won't be automatically notified. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> you said auto- automatically, <laughs> automatically modified. Ammonsley. <laughs> Walks, tugs, Ammonsley. Tugs, Ammonsley. That's the concept. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say here. Thank you for joining me. I don't think me. we had anything to say from the get-go. No, we didn't say anything. Mm-mm. This this podcast did not say this anything. This was the Cocoa Melon of podcasts. <laughs> so true. So delightful. Pure entertainment. Filled with nothing. Filled with nothing. It's fun. Sometimes, you know. What was the one that I'm doing after this? Oh, I'm talking about unmet longings and desires. It's It goes pretty dark. So, for context, I walked in while they were filming that. Way hyped. Clancy <laughs> was lit. And like she came in. And I said, hey, I just talked about infertility. So I can't really go there right now. He backed up. Went reverse out of the beep, room. Beep, 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 beep. Anyways, that's our next episode. So it's going to be a real gear shift from this one. So enjoy the levity while you can. Dark days are coming. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Goodbye. <laughs>